0: If you're ready to be independent in helping your family with acute and chronic conditions in a more natural way, if you're interested in learning how to use homeopathy at home, and if you enjoy positive, encouraging messages, then this is the podcast for you. Click subscribe, grab some coffee or tea, and a pen and notebook, and get ready to learn how to use homeopathy at home in your family. The information in this podcast and its transcription is to be used for education only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor, and you should never stop any prescription medications without the advice and direction of your doctor. I am not a physician, I am not prescribing, and I am not making healthcare decisions for you. It is your choice to use the information provided here and in any future communications with me regarding homeopathy and natural health care. So what's in this episode? Local food, grow something, all about homeopathic kits, making your emergency care plan, and little nuggets of remedy use. Remember, I told you that I would guide you step by step slowly in this process. So if this is too basic for you, you can fast forward a little bit. Um, Otherwise, these are going to be little nuggets that I'll give just to help especially brand new people to transition from. Their, their lifestyle that they're leading now, which may not be so healthy, into a more natural, healthy lifestyle. So the first one is: I want you to research and then act. Local foods are foods grown within 100 miles of you, of you, or food grown in your state or your region. So find your your local farmers markets. Find And contact local farms, see what they have for sale, see what, when you can buy things from them, um, their produce, their eggs, their meat. Localharvest.org is a great resource for helping you find your local farms, your local farmers. So just type in your zip code on that website and find and support a local CSA. And CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. So head on over to localharvest.org slash CSA, and that'll help you find one in your area. Another thing you can do this week to make a transition to a more natural, healthy lifestyle is to grow something. So I am definitely no expert in growing food, but I have been known to grow some herbs, tomatoes, cucumbers, and squash. Those are easy things to grow, right? I'm about to branch out and have a bigger vegetable and herb garden, and I'm so excited to do this. So you're going to get to go on this journey with me. I suggest subscribing to my dear friend's YouTube channel over at The Fit Farmer. I'll link that in the show notes. Mike and Lacey Dixon have a precious family in a bountiful homestead with the most delicious eggs and produce around. They're such good teachers, and you can learn a lot from following them. I'll link that channel again in the show notes um, so that you can go over and check them out. So for this week, I want you to at least plant an herb that you use often um, in your kitchen, in your cooking, or um, a tomato plant in a grow bag if it's the season for that. Um, I had never used a grow bag until Mike brought me one with a tomato plant in it last spring. And I have to say, I love it. And you can read more about grow bags at bootstrapfarmer.com. And just search grow bags on that website. So I'll link that in the show notes too. Now that you have two ideas, two things that you can do this week to help you move into a more natural, healthy lifestyle, I hope that you'll take action. So let's get into the homeopathy portion of this episode, and that is kits and emergencies. Owning a kit is crucial if you plan to really make this change from synthetic medicines to homeopathy, and let me help you understand why. Preparation is number one. Being prepared is the best thing you can do for your family. We prepare for work, school, and meals, right? Why wouldn't we prepare for illness and accidents? When a child awakens in the night with a fever or vomiting, you might feel helpless if you know what remedy to give, but you don't have it on hand. If you're at the park with your family and someone gets stung by a bee, what good is it to know that leadum or apis can stop that stinging, burning, swelling sensation in seconds if you don't have the remedy with you? My goal in this podcast is to equip you with the knowledge to handle any condition that arises in your family. What good is knowledge if you don't have the tools? By the way, did you catch that? I just gave a remedy suggestion for bee stings, so write it down and memorize it. Also, in case you didn't know, this podcast is transcribed so you can read it, but you can get the good, the correct spellings of these remedy names that I'm um, saying here in this podcast. So the second reason to own a kit is in the event that you need more help. I offer acute and chronic consults, and you don't want to have to run all over town looking for the correct remedies. You also don't want to have to wait for days for them to come in the mail. So, let's say you have an acute condition come up that you're just not sure how to handle yet, or you have a chronic condition and you consult with me, and I tell you the remedies that are good for those things, and then in an acute condition, To start it quickly would be the most ideal thing, but if you have to order it or you have to run to the store, let's say you don't feel well, let's say you have the flu, you're not going to feel like running to the store, Um, or if you have to order it, then you have to wait. And so owning a kit gives you the freedom to administer remedies to your family immediately and it reduces stress for you. Last Kits come with a handy little paper inside that tells you what each remedy can be used for. So let's say your child awakens you in the night with leg cramps. You can open your handy little kit, scan the paper for cramps, administer the remedy, and go back to sleep fast. You can learn more about kits and conditions in one of my classes. We go deeper into discussions of how and why homeopathy works, which remedies are indicated when, we talk about potency, frequency, and developing an emergency care plan. I'll link information about joining classes in the show notes. You can also head on over to melissacrenshaw.com and see my classes um, from the homepage. So where do you get a kit? I'll link all of these in the show notes also. My favorites are A to Z homeopathy.com, Washington Homeopathics, which is homeopathyworks.com. There's a sweet little store in Virginia called Taproots Virginia, and I'll link that website in the show notes, they are just a small, locally owned store with lots of of natural healthcare products, and you can she can ship to you. And then another of my favorites is O H M, and you can gain access to that pharmacy. It's a homeopathic pharmacy in Texas. You can gain access to that with a um, when you take a gateway to homeopathy class, which I teach weekly. So let's define some more terms that are coming up in this next section. So I really like to define my terms. You'll see that, that I don't want to just assume that people know what I'm talking about. Number one, potency, numbers, and letters. I'll save the in-depth teaching of potency for classes, but for now, let me explain the basics. The potency of a remedy is more than just the strength. It really has more to do with how deep do you need to go in this person. And the potency is denoted by a number and a letter on the bottle. So let's look at calendula as an example. The calendula flower and specific parts are harvested to make the mother tincture. The mother tincture is then diluted and succussed. Succussion means vigorously pounding the bottle. And this makes the different potencies. The number is how many times the mother tincture was diluted. The letter stands for the method by which it was diluted. So X is the decimal scale and C is the centesimal scale. So X potencies are diluted 1 to 10. And C potencies are diluted 1 to 100. The next term I want to define is acute, acute conditions. Acute conditions are ones that come on rather quickly. And they have a definite beginning and a definite ending. Examples of acute acute conditions are cold, cough, flu, New onset pain, accidents, injuries, etc. Things like that. Chronic conditions, however, are ones that have been going on for at least a month or two. After about a month of a recurrent condition, it becomes chronic and is treated differently than acute conditions. Examples of chronic conditions are eczema, arthritis monthly migraines, fatigue, irregular menstrual cycles, and things like that. So let's define a kit. A homeopathic kit will have 25, 50, or 100 of the most popular remedies and a list of of what each remedy can be used for. So we're going to talk about kits next. So first, let me define the different sizes of vials. Remedies from pharmacies come in different sized vials, and a half dram vial from A to Z is denoted as 0.5 and is about one quarter of the size of the boron tubes that you see in the stores. If you haven't seen those, they're about the size of a lipstick tube, maybe a little smaller. A 2-dram vial is the same size as the boron tubes in the stores, or a lipstick tube, and usually has number 30 or number 40 sized pills in it. The boron tubes and OHM tubes are also dispensers, so you can turn that tube upside down, turn the cap to the right however many times you need to to get the number of pills that you need, and then you can dump the remedies in your mouth from the cap, which is very nice. The A to Z tubes are not dispensers. Also, the tubes that come from Washington Homeopathics, those are not dispensers. But from A to Z, you can choose what size pills you want. So a number 10 is about the size of a poppy seed. The number 30 is the same size as the boron, which is about the size of a BB pellet. And then number 20, of course, is in between. I like the smaller pellets because um, more come in the bottle. So now let's dig into kits and how to decide on, on which one you need. So the big question that I get often is, which one should I buy? First, you should know that there are no affiliate links in this episode, and I'm not getting paid to share these companies with you. My favorite starter kit is from A-to-Z homeopathy.com, and it's called the First Aid Emergency Kit, and I like it in a 200th potency, and I'll link that below. This is the 50 best remedies for acute care and even some that can be used in chronic conditions. This kit has 50 half-dram vials with poppy seed-sized pellets, That should last you a very long time. So why am I suggesting a 200C kit instead of a 30? Well, for the most part, you can find 30C remedies in your local stores. But it's harder to find 200C remedies in the local store. So most stores carry a few but not many 200s. So I suggest buying a 200 kit knowing that you can find the 30 locally if needed. But if you can afford to buy both kits, a 200 and a 30, then I would definitely do that. A kit is much more cost effective than buying individual remedies and you'll learn faster about how they work and in what conditions. As you encounter things, if you have 50 remedies to choose from, you're more likely to try them and be sure to make notes about which ones work and which ones don't. Speaking of notes, I need to highly encourage you to keep copious notes. And I'll talk more about that in another episode. So now let's talk about making an emergency care plan. In my classes, I teach that you should make a list of activities that your family does and think about what kinds of accidents and problems could happen in those activities and then make a list of remedies you could use for those problems. For example, if your family camps a lot, what kinds of things could happen during camping? Cuts, scrapes, animal bites, bug bites, overindulgence, food poisoning, you may be able to think of a few more. Now make a list of which remedies you want to have on hand for each of those acute conditions. I like to use calendula for cuts and scrapes, lead for animal and bug bites, nux vomica for overindulgence of almost any kind, and arsenicum album for food poisoning. In case you didn't know, my podcast is also transcribed. So you can read it if you prefer. And again, I do this because of the Latin names and homeopathic language that is different when you're just starting out. So you may not understand what I'm saying, but if you go and look at the transcription, then you'll be able to see it and write it down in your notes. I also turn each one of these podcast episodes into a blog post, so you can also read them on my blog. So that's all I have for today, friends. Um, That was quite a bit of information. Remember to try to plant something this week, find your local food this week, and start making an emergency care plan. And then, of course, order a kit. So in the next episode, you will learn more ideas on transitioning to a more natural lifestyle and all about Arnica. I'm going to go into great detail. If you think Arnica is only for muscle pains and um, accidents, then you're going to learn a lot in this next episode. So friends, I ask you to subscribe to this podcast and rate it so that I can continue to provide quality content. Be blessed and have a wonderful day.